0: Welcome to Blue Talks. Have you ever worked somewhere where you just fit in? It was really easy to make a decision because you aligned so well with the organization. Your personal values and their values were just so in sync. Better yet, they always supported you, even when you made mistakes. Good, I'm seeing nods. (laughs) I was blessed to work at a company like this very early on in my career. They had a vision and a mission statement, but that's not what stuck with me. The company was called Magna International, and they had something called the employee's charter. It was six principles that every employee could expect when working there. And it was the first one that has stuck with me all of this time. That's not verbatim, but because I haven't been there in over 17 years. Under the heading job security, it said nobody can guarantee job security. We work to ensure job security by making a better product at a better price. I was human resources. (laughs) I actually never touched a part. But I still knew my role in making a better product at a better price because it was constantly talked about. Magna was really clear on where they were headed, how they were getting there and what was important along the way. And they made sure that every one of their policies and procedures aligned with that. Everyone from the general manager to a custodian could come forward and bring ideas. And if your idea saved the company money or bettered the company in some way, you were rewarded substantially. Everything from gifts to parties and even this amazing gala at the end of each year. I got to go to one of the galas and it was absolutely beautiful. The array of cultural colors there was just absolutely amazing. And it reiterated one of their other principles, which was equal opportunity. So what I learned and for those of you keeping notes, you might want (laughs) to write this one down. If you aren't creating your culture, it will be created for you. I'm going to say that one again. If you aren't creating your culture, it will be created for you. (coughs) Vision plus action equals success. But more importantly, as a leader, it's important that we show up and make conscious choices about the stories we tell, the behavior we show every day, and making a conscious effort to show up every day as a leader. Magna was a really well-organized and had very high expectations. They had what I call strong roots. So why do I say roots? I say roots because when we hear talk about leadership, we always hear the words foundations or pillars. And I don't like the picture that that puts in my mind. A foundation is for a building. It's strong and solid, but it never moves and pillars give me the same feeling. They're stolid, they're towering, and they're intimidating. It's not what we want to be as leaders. Roots, on the other hand, give you the impression of a tree. Solid and strong, and while they don't move, they're not going to walk away, they do bend and shift with the wind. Our world changes so quickly now, that as leaders, we need to be able to bend and shift with changing technology and worldviews. Magna had what I call a very strong culture root. They were very much ingrained in that bend, but don't break mentality. One of the next companies I worked for had a strong culture pillar. (laughs) They had one way of doing things. They not only didn't bend, but they broke. They broke people, literally. People were constantly getting hurt there. And worse than that is we actually had a higher rate of death than any other company in our industry. They'd put up all the right safety posters and they'd done all the safety training, but people just were not working safely. So in their wisdom, they brought together a group of people. Now these were people from every level of the organization. This was not a bunch of CEOs or, or C-suite people. This was every level of the organization. They said, okay. We want you to come together. We want you to change this, what we'll call their pillar narrative. And we want you to move it into more of that root oriented culture. In this group, it was decided fairly early on that if we were gonna actually change the culture that we needed the supervisors involved. We needed that frontline staff to be very much involved. And so what we did was we created a new definition of leadership. So a leader models teaches, creates, and develops a commitment to personal responsibility. I'm gonna say that one again too, because I know it's a mouthful. A leader models, teaches, creates, and develops a commitment to personal responsibility with the idea that we move to mutual accountability. So I just want you to imagine that with me. Think about a team that you're working on that everyone does what they say they're gonna do. Feels good already, right? (laughs) But better yet, if someone can't, because life happens, right? They come and let you know in advance. So then the rest of the team, their roots and their branches, they can come together and they can cover and make sure that the job gets done. Now, this is going to take some pretty strong communication, and that's always easier said than done. So what we have are two different cultures or two different companies who are very different. Magna was already very ingrained in that innovation. And so anytime there was a problem, they could come together, find the solution and they would change very quickly. The other company was just trying to figure that out. They did, however, manage to move from a company where no one paid attention to safety and they only took it, looked at production first and only to people who were actually looking around, putting the proper safety mechanisms in place and paying attention first, before production, safety started to move to being first. Better yet, the employees went from seeing someone doing something unsafe and going, I'll just wait for management to show up, to people who would step forward and say, hey, there's a safer way to do that. It Wasn't a yell at anyone or chastise anyone, it was just, hey, Let me help you. Let's make sure you're safe. And so what I learned there, so again, if you want to take notes on this one, what I learned there was that when you know where you're going, the right people will join you. You see this this team, as it went through the culture shift, not everyone stayed on board. Some people chose to leave. They didn't want to be a part of the shift and others were asked to leave because they couldn't get on board. So if you're really clear on where you're headed, the right people are going to join you. Now I want to take you a minute again and I want you to think about the best leader you ever worked for. When you have them in your head, just lift your hands so I know. Some people really quick, awesome. All right, so now that you have them in your head, I want you to think of three qualities that they possessed that made them a great leader. If you want to write them down, you can, just write them on the top of your paper, or I'm not going to ask you for them, or just keep them in your head. All right, once you have them, again, just lift your hands so I know. Okay, awesome. I was asked to do this exact thing in a room full of people. There was probably a hundred of us there, And we were asked whether those qualities were technical in nature or whether they were more of a soft skill. So you can look at yours and decide, are they more technical or are they more of a soft skill? We actually were asked to put our three thoughts on three separate sticky notes. You know, the little yellow sticky notes, quite bright. And then we were asked to put our sticky notes that had to do with technical on this wall and the ones that were more of those soft skills, so things like understanding, approachability, on this wall. Which wall do you think was had more sticky notes? Yep, <laughs> yes. Being a leader has very little to do with your technical knowledge. It's all about having those soft skills down pat. So how, as leaders, do we show up and make sure that We are modeling, teaching, creating and developing that commitment to personal responsibility. The first thing is knowing ourselves as well as our team and giving everyone the space to actually be themselves. Self-awareness is not the easiest thing in the world, (laughs) but as leaders, we do need to be aware. We need to know what our strengths are and what our weaknesses are. And it's not that we're not gonna work on our weaknesses. It's just that we need to be aware of what they are because we need to know that they're gonna suck our personal energy. They're just gonna take more of our energy to go do in something like that. And when we're aware of that, we're standing more in that root-oriented culture as opposed to that pillar. Because when you're in that pillar state, you're not thinking about your weaknesses. You're just using that more of the towering and intimidating attitude. When you're aware of who you are and what's important, you're able to bend and shift a lot easier. I had a team of 10 working for me. It was the first time I had a team of 10, it's an odd thing in an HR department. So I was a little nervous about it and I wanted to get to know my team fairly quickly. I wanted to know their strengths and their weaknesses as well. So we did a whole day of team building like you do and we learned each other's, what each of us needed to be at our best. We learned that sometimes we need to bend towards someone else and sometimes they need to bend towards us in order for each of us to be in our best. One of the staff members took this completely to heart. <laughs> she totally took the time to get to know me, her leader. And she, she would come to me. Well, one of the things about me is that I do not like details. I am not good in the details. I love that big picture. I'm happy to be in the big picture. She, on the other hand, loved the details. She could talk about the nitty gritty of every situation, which totally sucked my energy, right? I can be in the details, it just takes all of my energy. So she got to know this about me and learned to give me an abbreviated version of events when I needed to know something. Every now and then though, I'd get this little knock on my door. Lisa, you need to hear this story and you need to listen to all the details. Would you like them now or after lunch? (laughs) See, she knew it was gonna suck my energy, and so she was giving me the space to fill my bucket before I had to listen to her. We both got along really well, because in return, what I would do for her is that whenever something was rolling out from head office, I knew I would never ask enough questions, and so I would just bring her in with me. There was others on my team that needed those questions answered too. So better to have her there, she was gonna ask all the questions. It just made it so much easier. We both had learned to bend to the other when we needed to. And because of it, we had an amazing relationship. I'll say what we had was a really good know yourself route. And what I learned from her is that the better you know yourself, the easier it is to know when to bend and when not to bend, because sometimes we shouldn't be bending either. So that's another one of those quotable moments. (laughs) So the better you know yourself, the easier it is to know when to bend and when not to. So now what happens when nobody's bending? (laughs) That becomes what I call a difficult, or if you prefer, a crucial conversation. I had another employee who worked for me he had been in the job a really long time and he had what we called his factor he could retire at any given moment i had no idea of his job he wasn't technically human resources he was just another department that didn't have a leader so he they had him report into me i didn't know his job so i just started asking questions a lot of them <laughs> that seems fairly reasonable right Nope. One day he comes into my office, Lisa, I have never been treated like this in the 30 years I've done this job. You are constantly questioning me and my ability to do this job. So I was a little shocked. And my first response was, Bo, I'm gonna let you finish that word. <laughs> I have been asking you since I got here when you are going to retire. You think it's funny not to tell me. So I've been asking questions to get to know your job so that if I have to replace you, I replace you properly. So now he was shocked, (laughs) stunned, and I think I startled him pretty good, but he calmed right down. And then we were able to have a conversation. See, this could have broken us. This conversation really could have broken us, but instead we both learned to bend. So the reason he couldn't tell me when he was going to retire, he didn't know. So instead of me continuing to question him, he started to support me. So what we decided was, he would come to my office every Friday, tell me what he'd done that week and where he'd been, because a lot of his work was outside of the office, so I really couldn't see what he was doing. So he came in and would let me know where he'd been, what he was doing, and why it was important. So he and I had a really good, a really strong, difficult conversations route. What I learned here is that if you don't tell them, how will they know? we will say that one again too. <laughs> if you're not, maybe I'll say it in a different way. If you're not communicating it, how will they know? As leaders, we need to know where we're going, how we're getting there, and what's important on the trip. That would be vision, mission, and values. So think of your vision as the scene at the end of a long road. The road is long, but the scene is so beautiful that you and your team will never stop trying to get there. The mission is the actual road you're on and the way you're currently choosing to travel on it. And your values are the guideposts along that road. It's keeping everyone on the road safely and together headed towards that beautiful scene. If you prefer, we can stay with the tree analogy. And think about the vision as the thing that we're facing to grow. So it would be the sun. We keep our roots deep in the ground, solid, and we bend and shift when we need to. In any organization, we need this. In order to grow, we need that ability to bend and shift. So I ask you, are you the pillar? Or are you the roots that are going to help your tree grow?